the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast, explaining the news coming out of the complex worlds of finance, economics, and politics, and the impact it will have on everyday Americans. Author, investment banker, consumer advocate, analyst, and trader, Chris Markowski. All right. Welcome, everybody. Um, good to be back. My three-day hiatus, um, spending time with uh, family and, and taking care of uh, you know, things you do not like to take care of um, by any stretch of the imagination. And uh, I, again, I'll, I'm dealing with this as best I can right now. Um, like I said, I, I've come to grips with the fact that uh, it's always going to hurt. Always going to hurt. Um, constantly dating stuff in my mind and things that I would have been doing. And man, I could have wished I could have gone on an extra fishing trip. I wish the weather hadn't been back. It just, it's not going to go away. Um, but like I said, and I I think the column I I wrote is up on uh, watchdog on wall street.com. Um, going to use, uh, use my, my grief, which is not going to go away as fuel, fuel to make me a better person. I'm going to try my darndest, um, anyway, anyway, let's uh, let's get into some of the things that um, I'm uh, finding fascinating, interesting things that I, I find uh, quite important. Um, I, I got to highlight this column first and foremost. Again, I, I've talked about this guy a lot over the years. He's done a um, really good job. I mean, way back in the day, he was doing a really good job going after the crooks on Wall Street. And he and I come from opposite ends of the want to call it, uh, I guess, idea, I'm going to say political, because um, he's not a political guy. Ideological uh, spectrum is a better way of describing it. You know, as I have my libertarian, conservative ideals, this guy's most certainly uh, much more of a left of center guy, but he's a phenomenal journalist. Phenomenal journalist. And he, again, he does a great job. Uh, he's a great writer. Um, again, I don't always agree with his columns and some of the ideas that he comes up with. But uh, again, um, I, I give him an A. Give him an A. Uh, Matt Tybee, the formerly of uh, Rolling Stone, he's got his own uh, own website and putting out stuff now. A uh, column that he put out this past week, and uh, I, I found it fascinating. He called it the Soviet Sovietization of the American press. Um, and he writes about how he collects, he collects old Soviet newspapers, collects old Soviet newspapers. What was the name of that? Um, I, I know I, I just digress here for a second. I'll think of it. I'll think of it. Uh, he was a former press secretary for Barack Obama. And I mean, they, they had, they did a ex, you know, a whole story about him and his family and they were taking pictures inside his house and that guy had communist posters, propaganda posters on the wall. And I found that downright creepy and a, and a bit telling, I might add. But anyway, um, he collects Soviet newspapers because, again, it's, it, wow. Wow. Look at this. These are cool. Yeah, they're cool. You know what's not cool? The writing. And he mentions that. Says uh, these relics with dramatic block fonts and red highlights are cool pieces of history. Not so cool. The writing. 
Soviet newspapers were wrought with such anvil shamelessness that it's difficult to imagine anyone ever read them without laughing. A good Soviet could write almost any Pravda headline within advance. But what else? A mighty demonstration of the union of the party and the people. Fit the day after supreme Soviet elections. What news could come from the Spanish Civil War but success of the Republican fleet? Who can earn an obit headline but a faithful son of the party? Binary news. Binary news. It's either one or the other. Either you are a hero or a villain. And all the villains are, it's, it's like uh, the, uh, what was it? The uh, Legion of Doom back in the old Super Friends days there, right? Yeah, they're all in league with one another. Um, any other idea outside the party? No, 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 no. Never representative except to be uh, attacked and or deconstructed. Also, since anything good was all good, I mean, all good, all encompassing, all wonderful. Politicians were not described as people, but paragons of limitless virtue. 95% of most issues of Pravda were just names of party leaders surrounded by lists of applause words like glittering, full-hearted, wise, mighty, courageous, in complete moral political union with the people. How's this sound? These are, these are some recent headlines here in the United States. Biden stimulus showers money on Americans, sharply cutting poverty. Champion of middle class comes to the aid of the poor. Biden's historic victory for America. Yeah. Yeah. And he even mentioned, uh, it was a story out there talking about how comedians are having a difficult time uh, doing parodies of Biden. And he's like, how ridiculous is that? The guy is a laugh a minute just based upon his campaign this past year with push-up contests and dog-faced pony soldiers and all sorts of weird stuff he does where he sounds coherent for a couple seconds and then he just drifts away. They also talk about recently um, how, um, well, it's just the difference and how Biden decided not to punish Saudi Prince Mohammed bin Salman for the murder of uh, Jamal Khashoggi. Murder. Murder. Uh, they hacked the guy up. The serial killer type stuff. Biden won't penalize Saudi crown prince over Khashoggi killing, fearing relations breach. Yeah, I'll just do a juxtaposition with Donald Trump. An extraordinary statement. Trump stands with Saudis despite Khashoggi killing. And the, the piece said that Trump's decision was a stark Distillation of the Trump worldview, remorselessly transactional, heedless of the facts, determined to put America's interests first and founded on a theory of moral equivalence. Even Mr. Trump's staunchest allies on Capitol Hill expressed revulsion. But no, 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 no. We got, we got the, the crusader for the poor here. Um, identical situation, Trump and Biden. Uh, Biden is described as being in the cautious middle 
in foreign policy. They find experts to quote saying that, uh, um, you know, Biden is trying to thread the needle, balancing values and interests Two opposite, completely polar opposite takes on the same frickin thing. Yeah. Republicans now outside of Fox News, OAN, and Newsmax. That's just uh, as far as television is concerned. Um, are, are just, you're just bad guys. You're bad guys. You're wearing black. You've got black hat. You're wearing the black mask. Okay. You're foils. You're bad guys. That's all you are. I get it. That's, you know, can't even have you on. I mean, you're described as every schmeg on someone's shoe. That's basically what you are. Right now, mainstream media just goes, the, the, the ideological spectrum goes from moderate Democrat to far left winger. That's it. Anything outside of that, you are a wacko. And they're doing this everywhere, even when it comes to the economy, when they talk about inflation, when they talk about money printing. Tybee points out in his piece, he actually brings up, and I'm not a, as you might guess, um, not a big Chomskyite here. Noam Chomsky described a generation ago, people with the digestive systems of jackals or monitor lizards who can swallow even the most toxic piles of official nonsense without blinking. Again, that's reporters. That's reporters nowadays. And again, he goes through and he talks about as well on how, you know, it's you know, so many jobs in the business are going away and he, he brings up uh, he brings up David Brooks from the New York Times, the wise well, conservative, right? Sure, sure thing. These David Brooks over the years talked about personal responsibility, talked about living within one's means, a culture of thrift. Not anymore. Now Biden's a transformational president and we gotta spend and we gotta spend and we gotta spend. Basically you better get your mind right or you're gonna lose your job. Okay, get your mind right if you work at one of these publications or you're going to be canceled in one way, shape, matter, or form. You know, there was a, um, a column that was, was UK Star. They were talking about, it was a lengthy piece talking about the surveillance system that China is uh, utilizing and they're expanding on there. And they're talking about it as... Uh, uh, you know, something out of the television show Black Mirror. And it was. I forget the name of the the name of the uh, the episode. I should probably look that up. Um, anyway, it, it, yeah, yeah, that, that's what they do. But are, are we that much different? Are we that much different? We have social credit scores here. If you are not if you are not going with the narrative with the prevailing wisdom of the day, you are uh, man oh man. 
You're Jurassic. You need to be canceled. You need to be shut up. You shouldn't even be allowed to feed your family. You're a Nazi. You're a hater. You're a thisophobe. You're a thataphobe. You're a maniophobe. There's lots of phobe. So I'm going to say, you know, it's a Dr. Seuss uh, book we got to do. There's something phobes. Because, yeah, if you don't agree with it, you're gone. You're gone. Even stories that they've written about people that they're trying to cancel. They don't even the stories, they don't even say what they're in trouble for. Not not a not a good place that we're in. And um I, I listen. I I, I kind of recognize this. I, I recognized this a while ago. I don't I don't do well with it, as you might tell. I, I just really don't do well with authority. And when I worked at, um, or when I worked on Wall Street, big firms, big buildings, downtown New York, midtown. Yeah, you know, I, it didn't take me long to figure out that, yeah, well, most of my superiors had ethical bypasses at birth, not to mention they were just freaking stupid. Stupid. And I figured out pretty quickly. Yeah, they would uh, you know, sell their mother for a buck or to advance their careers. Yeah, I, I knew I wouldn't work well in that type of an environment. Nice being, nice being your own boss and, and nice not giving a crap what other people say. They, yeah, they try to cancel you on... Twitter, all of these other places. And, and, you know, you watch these people fold like a cheap suit under the pressure. And it just makes me sad. It does. Maybe some of these people, they don't have kids or anything like that. I, I, I don't know. How, how do you do that? Oh, it, they don't like what you had to say. What was it? The, some guy from the was it country group, Mumford and Sons. He uh, liked the journalist Andy Nago has been covering all of the anti-fa protests, and they, they, he basically they threw him out of the band, and he had to apologize profusely for agreeing with a journalist about the nonsense taking place at these riots. The hell do you care what these people think? Again, it's something I try to make perfectly clear to my kids. You know, you know the people well. You'll know them. They will be your close acquaintances. They will be your family. Those are the people you have to worry about what they think. Anyway, um, and little on COVID, quick COVID <sighs> story. I, I, my uh, the high school, our high, the high school foot uh, team that um, you know, the school my, my son goes to because we're playing now. So I canceled it. Uh, one kid on the team tested positive for COVID. Uh, entire team needs quarantine for 10 days and missed the next two games. Their entire season is seven games. Got to miss it. Can't test out of it. Can't, can't do it for four days and do the PCR test. No, no, no. You got you to do it for 10 days. Meanwhile, on April 1st, all the travel restrictions are going away. Now, none of this makes any sense. I mentioned wrestling. 
wrestling, you're rolling around, and you're, we all know, wrestling. Yep, you can wrestle, you can wrestle, but you cannot shake hands with your opponent after the match. D- do you think people are stupid? Your rules are so dumb that it makes people not want to listen. That's part of the problem. Yeah, not to mention the fact that um, you screwed up. It's not, hey, not going to happen overnight. I, you know, five, ten years from now. Yeah, I'd probably, I, I probably put, put it closer to ten years from now. They'll look back and they'll say, from an epidemiological point of view, we handled this. Uh, inappro- it was inappropriate the way we handled it. We should have allowed kids to stay at schools and the kids to remain at colleges. And I'll try to allow for that herd immunity to take place. Focus on people that are at risk. Nah. Didn't do that. Didn't do that, and that's where we're at today. And again, it's just fascinating. You know, just basically the same rules applying from when this thing started from, you know, today, from the way it was a year ago, what we knew. Anyway. Anyway, what are you going to do? Taxes. A lot of talk about taxes. And there was a story... uh, Story, uh, was it, Wall Street Journal, they were talking about Hawaii and um, how Hawaii voted to raise the top income tax rate to 16%, 16% from 11%. Make Hawaii number one, number one, highest uh, state income tax rate in the country. Um, okay, I guess they feel like they can. Yeah, I've never been to Hawaii. Never been to Hawaii. Um, again, it's got to be one hell of a place if one is willing to pay uh, high uh, federal income taxes and then 16% state income taxes, not to mention the fact that uh, Hawaii is an island in the Pacific, way out in the Pacific, meaning that it's expensive to get goods there. Um, yeah, yeah, stuff's expensive in Hawaii, for crying out loud. Bahamas is right off the coast of Florida, and you go to a grocery store there, your jaw drops. So again, I, if they can charge it, it that the people in charge, people in charge, their customers, their taxpayers are willing to pay it, they'll pay it. It's one of the things that you, you don't understand, is that, People will keep, they'll raise taxes. They'll insert, somebody starts getting taxes going, state income taxes going, they'll raise them as high as they possibly can. They will squeeze as much as they possibly can. Now, some of the, some states out there are moronic. In particular, you know, there's been talk now about raising taxes in the state of New York um, while everybody's leaving at this point in time. Why would you do that? Again, it's it's a balance. You know, people will uh, they'll pay up to a certain point in time, and either they'll they'll lie or cheat on their tax forms, or they'll leave. It is what it is. So, hey, Hawaii gets sixteen uh, percent. People are willing to pay it. Hey, hey, I don't live there. That's your choice. When it comes to comes to taxes, and uh, I, I'm going to be spending some time this weekend on the show talking about taxes because um, 
you know, all signs of that. The Biden administration's looking to raise taxes. Uh, Janet Yellen is actually, you know, calling up countries around the world, asking for a pledge, non-binding agreement. So everybody can keep their corporate tax rate the same. So countries don't start, companies don't start jumping ship for other countries. Remember the old tax inversions under Barack Obama? Companies kept leaving the United States because we had a 35% corporate tax rate. Well, yeah, they're working on all this right now. Anyway, um, taxes. Yeah, well, I pay my. I've got pretty high property taxes where I live. I, I again, I think that they're oppressive. I'm upset about paying them right now because I'm not getting my money's worth by any stretch of the imagination when it comes to my kids. The fact they're in school part time, this has been a joke. That's really what it comes down to, doesn't it? comes down to feeling like you've been ripped off. Nobody likes to feel like they've been ripped off. How many times you've gone out to a, a restaurant and, and you, you, you just feel like you've been scammed? Food wasn't that good. Subpar, service okay, but the bill comes and it's expensive and you feel ripped off. How many people feel ripped off every year when they take a look and they sign that tax form? I know I do. I, I, I feel like my money's wasted all the time. I don't want to be spending money in Afghanistan and Iraq and sending money all over the world. I, I see the amount of waste that takes place in all these welfare programs. I want to see them to get those things right, but there's no desire to do that. Nobody does it. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. So everybody feels like they're getting ripped off. The money is wasted. Again, at least when you keep the money local, you can see how it's being used. I talked about Switzerland, and I'm not a fan of the wealth tax. I think the wealth tax is ridiculous. They have one in Switzerland, but the money stays within their little canton, they call it, their little province where they live. doesn't get sent to some void in Zurich, like we send our money to some void in Washington, D.C. You know, it was uh, pretty fascinating, too. Bet you didn't know this. Bet you didn't know this. And again, you can file this under you're doing it wrong. How many, how many uh, news stories did you hear about how federal taxes, federal spending, and the deficit all set records in the first five months? Fiscal year 2021 starts in October. Think about that for one second. Record taxes in a pandemic, record spending, record deficit. Now, if we were living in some sort of, uh, I don't know, um, plane of reality, these taxes going up, the fact that they're collecting record taxes, you would think that it would put a dent a dent in our debt. But no, no, no. We keep spending. And again, it's both sides. Both sides. It was fascinating. I was reading a column about this as well. Some of these members, uh, Republican members of the House and Republican members of the Senate. 
who voted against the uh, Biden stimulus package. Yet after it passed, they would pick things that they liked within that stimulus package and applaud them. Okay. I, I, I get that. You don't have to, you can like uh, some of the parts, but you might not like the whole. I get that. But all of these Republicans out there talking about fiscal restraint and, and you take a look at the money, the money that Republicans have spent when they've been in charge, it's obscene. It's absurd. It really is. So it's very difficult for them to do all sorts of virtue signaling when it comes to spending debt and deficits when they're, for all intents and purposes, just as bad. Quick story about how speculators are um, causing a bit of a ruckus in the EU when it comes to carbon credits. Okay, Um, you don't say. You don't say, well, you don't think that this is going to be a highly manipulated market? We already talked about how, you know, it's really not that difficult to become a company that just makes money on selling carbon credits. With all the money that's sloshed around the globe, you don't think that uh, you're going to get uh, players in regards in manipulating this? It's you're trading air, it essentially, is what you're doing. You're, you're trading our virtue. Uh, I bought carbon credits from this logging company that's sustainable in the Amazon. They keep printing, uh, keep planting trees everywhere, and they're earning all these credits because they're planting trees. And I bought those credits so I can uh, I can burn as much coal as I'd like. Yeah, yeah. See how this thing is, is going to end. Um, a couple stories out there. There was one on uh, talking about New York City and uh, how people are not coming back. Workers are not coming back. Um, and even, you know, some of the ones that will, it's only going to be for a couple days a week. And again, I don't think people fully understand um, the, the need for these people to come back full time. The, the dynamic of New York is going to go away. It is what it is need the workers. But anyway, Colin talking about how uh, jobs have been permanently changed since the beginning of the pandemic and how businesses have permanently changed. Yeah, um, many times, it's true, many, many businesses are afraid to do things differently. It's like an inertia dilemma because they don't have to. They don't have to. It's what happens sometimes when you also get monopolies in certain arenas as well. They don't have to make any changes. They don't have to do anything better because, uh, you know, we're, we're, the only, we're the only game out there. Go back to the old Ma Bell days. It's a great example of that. Prior to breaking up Ma Bell, uh, you, you think we'd have the type of, uh, you know, uh, cell phone service and technology and internet and all that stuff if they hadn't? But many businesses out there, including small businesses out there, I've just said, hey, you know what? If I'm going to survive, I'm going to have to change the way I do things. Many of them reducing headcount in one way, shape, matter, form. Maybe having less staff and more remote workers, more um, automation 
if you will, of uh, different processes that will take place within companies. So it's, it's again, people, it is changing without a doubt. Um, file this under a creepy story. Did you see, um, did you see, do you remember this? I know I covered it. Uh, Elizabeth Holmes, the fraud from uh, Silicon Valley. The one, you remember she's the blonde that always dressed like Steve Jobs all the time. Always with the black turtlenecks walking around. She had some blood detection company. Oh man, she was touted by all the Wall Street big wigs and had uh, all sorts of uh, major players on Wall Street involved. And the entire thing was a scam. Well, she was said for trial this August. So what did she do? I, I, I kid you not. You want to talk about what type of sociopath this this woman is? Um, she got pregnant. That's right, kids. She uh, decided to get herself knocked up. And uh, that delays her trial. Delays her trial. Now, again, she knows exactly what she is doing. Oh, lawyers, she's a new mom. Let her serve her sentence from home. Again, sociopath, this one. Anyway, um, just sad story. And I read this and I said, You're gonna, we're going to see more of this, unfortunately. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I don't want to say it, but we're going to see more of this. There's a story out of, um, where was this? This is out of Colorado, if I'm not mistaken. I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. This is a uh, guy goes and demands from his uh, baby mama. Um, he's got a bunch of kids, family, uh, demands uh, part of the stimulus check. And uh, the lady argues, says, no, you're not going to get part of the stimulus check. You're not paying child support. You're not doing what you need to do. And she, she told him, well, I'll give you 400 and something dollars, 450. Wasn't good enough. Guy comes back, starts, uh, starts shooting. Kills his own daughter and his uh, baby mama and some other people that were there. If you don't think that this is going to continue to happen. And I don't want, I don't, not, by any stretch of the imagination, I'm happy saying this, but um, you're going to start getting those checks coming in every single month for kids. Yeah. This is not going to be the last time that this happens. The SBA uh, paid out, again, uh, they're still paying out money. They still can't figure this out. $692 million in duplicate. PPP loans. How is that possible? Who writes your freaking code, man? Honestly, who writes this stuff? We could get some high school kids that could do a better job. How do you send double loan amounts to people to the tune of $692 million? And you got an entire swath of the population wants to put faith in the government. Faith in these people that can't even walk and chew gum for crying out loud. Anyway, God bless everyone. Watchdog on WallStreet.com. Watchdog on WallStreet.com. We'll see you. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.